Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. As a qualified nutritionist, I'm here to strip away the nonsense and get down to the bare essentials of nutrition and wellness. Join us as we debunk myths, chat with top-notch experts, and serve up practical tips that will leave you feeling empowered. Get ready to uncover the naked truth about living your healthiest life. Let's undress. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited because today I have Hunter with me. Hunter has been on his very own health journey, which you're going to hear all about very soon. But this health journey actually inspired him to become a nutrition and health coach. And he's now helping others to lose weight and improve their health in a very sustainable way, which obviously aligns a lot with me. So I'm so excited. Hunter, welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. Did you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, your own health journey? Obviously, there's a lot there. So let's dive into that. Of course. So I am 23 years old. I grew up in New York and I currently live in Manhattan. And I always was sort of like a normal weight throughout my, like throughout growing up. And I guess the weight slowly started picking up throughout college and I really, there was just a turning point within me. There's so much I could say about myself, but there was really just a turning point where I realized like, oh my, like I really need to focus mm. on my health. Like I see people talk about it. And this was before health and wellness was really such like a trending field. And it was more just like doctors telling you what to do and not really any health coaches or nutritionists or influencers. And I actually was able to, and we could get into it later on in the podcast, lose 50 pounds of pure body fat. And I have been able to keep it off and I'm still on my journey trying to lose a little bit more fat. And it really led to me as I went to the University of Michigan. um, I graduated last May of 2022 and I really was inspired and motivated to get a certification in something in the nutrition Mm -hmm. and health world. And that's where I found the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, IIN. And I majored in data analytics at Michigan, which has nothing to do with nutrition. And I took it upon myself to get an external degree at IIN. And I became a certified nutrition and health coach. And here I am today with my platforms on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm also working with tens of clients daily to improve their health and get clean, eat clean, get lean and feel good. That's my motto. Love it. That's so good. And so are you working as well as a data analyst? So I work at American Express. I am a full-time marketing analyst and I work out of New York City. Um, So I basically have a nine to five and a five to nine job. Um, So I work with my clients before the day starts and after the day starts. And I really take the weekends off to just recharge myself. Oh, of course you would need that after that schedule. That's insane. But I think that's just so amazing because obviously you would be very relatable to a lot of people of having that nine to five job and still being able to take the time to put your health first, to set yourself up for success, which would be really important because one thing that, you know, a lot of people say is like, oh, but like just have no time. Like it's very time consuming, but obviously like you're so relatable in that aspect, which is amazing. I really want to show both my clients, my family, my friends, my audience that Time is saying you don't have time really is an excuse. Everyone has time and some people spend time and I'm definitely a culprit of this scrolling on TikTok for hours Mm -hmm. a day where they could be spending time going on a walk outside or doing an exercise class or doing something to improve their health. 
um, your health really is your wealth. And I mean, I love my job and I love how that balance of being my own small mm-hmm. business owner, I'd say, with Health with Hunter. Yeah. But I'm also working for a company, American Express, that I love. Um, and I really have a good balance there. Mm. And I guess it's that ripple effect, right, of when you actually start to put yourself first and do those small things for yourself, you then realize how good you can actually start to feel, which then gives you that motivation to keep going as when, I guess, you're in that cycle of always coming home from work and scrolling TikTok or putting Netflix on straight away, then aren't feeling amazing. So then it's so much harder to try and motivate yourself to actually take the action. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. And like going back to what I was saying, time really is something that a lot of people love to say they have a lack of time, no excuse, but they're scrolling on TikTok till 3am and they are getting no sleep. And we could touch on sleep because sleep is so underrated mm-hmm. and so important. Um, but yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. And that ripple effect is so true. And one of the things that I love to tell my clients and anyone who asks me for health advice is one, are you getting enough sleep? Two, are you getting enough water? And three, are you setting yourself up for success? And are you waking up every day feeling great? Because the way that I like to base success off of for my clients and me, of course, the scale matters and your body fat percentage and your muscle mass matter. But how are you, how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Do you feel like you're ready to take on the day or do you feel heavy, have stomach pains? Because those are all signs that something is actually going on internally that we need to address. And I'm honestly very happy that I am able to call myself a health coach because health is so much more than just the foods we're eating. It's the people we're speaking to, the products we're using, the air in our home, the money, the relationships that we have. Health is so, it's so multifaceted and there's so many aspects of health other than just the foods we eat and the drinks that we drink. And that's something that I'm really trying to spread across my networks as well. Mm, Absolutely. And I always say how you lead one area of your life is typically how you lead multiple areas of your life. And so you'll find that your relationship with food, let's say it's an unhealthy relationship, it typically plays out in so many other areas, maybe your relationship with money. Perfect example is if you're an all or nothing person with food, so you're either like eating everything or like you're restricting everything, then money could be the same. You're either like spending heaves or like you're not spending at all. And so it's really interesting when you actually look at how it all plays out and how it's actually all interconnected. A hundred percent. And it's crazy how interconnected it is through the IIN where I got certified one of the things they talk about is like primary food and secondary food Mm -hmm. and primary food is which you'd think primary is more important. And it is, Mm -hmm. is uh, the entire circle of external factors that affect your health. And secondary Mm -hmm. food is the actual food and drink that we are eating. So they like to say that primary food is more important, even though they're both extremely important for your health. Primary food is so important because all of those external factors and variables affect your health so much. And going back to what you were saying about it all being intertwined and connected, I have learned every single day the belief that I have and the fact that the relationships that you have, the job that you have, um, they all are affected by the foods that we are eating because food is medicine and food is fuel. Um, Of course, food is satisfying, delicious, and it could be very packed with sugar and it can give you that sugar rush but um the foods that we eat dictate how we act around others how we feel how we look and so much so everything really is so interconnected yeah absolutely and i love that 
your approach also takes into consideration that it's so much more than just what your body looks like as well. Like, do you actually feel good in yourself? Is your digestion working? Do you have energy? Do you have mental clarity? Because I think it's so easy in today's day. And I feel like there is a movement happening, which is great, but it's really easy to chase this particular body shape, weight or size that you aspire to be because you've seen it somewhere and it could be really unrealistic for a lot of people, but they think to get there that they then have to start eating, I don't know, like every low calorie food option that's possible, that's out there and that they can get their hands on, but they aren't actually the healthiest just because it's low calorie. And does that actually make you feel good in yourself? Mm -hmm. And that's why my motto is eat clean, get lean and feel good. Especially women in today's society, they have most of them um, who are trying to lose weight don't realize that there's a very big difference between weight loss and fat loss. Weight loss is a combination of water, muscle, and body fat. Fat loss is losing pure body fat, which is what we encourage, um, obviously, up to a certain extent where men should be between 12 and 20% body fat and women should be between 18 and 25%. And mm -hmm. those are pretty set standards that I don't think are going to change in the near future, but especially I know you're in Australia, but America is just getting fatter and sicker. And it is really a direct impact of the foods we're eating and the drinks that we're drinking and how we, I say we as America, um, are not taking the best care of our bodies that we can. Mm -hmm. And we need to realize that our body is the only vessel that we live in for the rest of our life. And it is so important to treat it with respect so it can treat you with respect in return. Mm, so powerful and absolutely like the respect has to go both ways, 100%. And so often you give so many other people around you that respect and you don't actually give it to yourself, which is so important that yeah. you do that. And I think, you know, this is kind of why you say as well, when you talk about how much you have lost, you say 50 pounds, or I think that's maybe like 20 <laughs> yeah. kilos in Australia. I think something around that. Uh -huh. um, you say like body fat specifically, because it's not like it, it was the water weight and the muscle mass as well. And I think that's a really mm -hmm. key thing to note. And sorry if there's any like keto warriors out there, but for an example, like if you go on a keto diet and you cut carbs and people are like, oh my God, I lost, you know, four kilos in, in a week. It's like, you lost four kilos of water weight in a week. Like you yeah. haven't actually lost that body fat. And this is where, when you look at these journeys, they have to be sustainable. They have to be slow. You have to get the results that you can actually maintain, right? Yep. And there's two things I want to say on that. One, slow and steady always wins the race. And that's why um, and we can get into my one-on-one -on -one coaching later on if you want, but mm -hmm. um, slow and steady wins the race. And anything that happens quickly it's more likely that it is going to come back quickly, quicker and it is going to pile on even more than when you started. So, so many people love these fad diets, but I'm sure as you specialize in binge eating and emotional eating, mm -hmm. you realize that one of the big triggers that leads to these um, binge eating disorders and habits is people love the fad diets and they love trying to find those shortcuts to lose weight yeah. and they don't realize that it's not sustainable. And it's really sad to see, um, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And so I know that you were talking a bit about how for you health is, is everything. Like it encompasses the whole, like whole holistic, like your environment, your friends, your family, all that sort of stuff, right? So for you on your journey that you went on, how did you kind of navigate your way through? Was it yeah. more of like that lifestyle change essentially as well yeah. with friends, environment, and how did that play so, out for you? 
Also, the one other thing I was going to mention earlier, I forgot it. Um, so one of the things that I get asked a lot is I feel very confident when I say I lost 50 pounds of pure body fat. And they're like, how do you know it was just fat? How do you know it wasn't mm-hmm. muscle? And it's crazy because the amount of knowledge that I have now is a thousand times more than when I started my journey. So when people ask me, would you do the same thing when you started? I would say, absolutely not. Um, and I'll get more into that. But the reason why I know it was pure body fat that I was losing, and I'm pretty thankful that it was, is because I belong to Lifetime Fitness. It's a gym in New York and around the U.S. Um, not sure if it's in other countries, but um, they have this machine called the InBody. And the InBody is a scale that you can come on that is thousands of dollars, but the gyms have it. And you are able to get a full body composition analysis test done. And you're able to see what your weight is, what it's composed of, and so many other metrics that goes into extreme detail. And it's incredible. So being my body fat trickle down, it was really phenomenal to see. Mm -hmm. And it made me so proud. But going back to what you were saying earlier, you wanted to know really like how I started it, how I really did it. And I will go back to the idea of bio-individuality, which is that there is no one size fits all for nutrition. Um, my needs, wants, cravings, desires, I'm sure are completely different from yours. And it's completely different from you listening. So I really want you, I really want you to understand that just because something works for me or works for someone else does not mean it's inherently going to work for you. But I was very eager to just get it off. It was actually right when COVID started and there were lockdowns and a lot of people, unfortunately, gained weight and got more unhealthy during COVID because they were so sedentary gyms were closed. They weren't going outside. They were scared of being with people. I took it in my own hands to really start to get leaner. And I like to say get leaner instead of get skinnier because skinny is not a word that I, I think skinny is kind of like a dirty word. I want to be lean and strong. I don't want to be skinny and frail. Um, and that work goes for men and women also, but I actually followed a diet called Weight Watchers. Do you know what Weight Watchers is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I so I did Weight Watchers and I was 225 pounds at my highest and I'm 5'11 for reference. And I, with a combination of cycling, we had a Peloton bike in our, in my parents' room at home um, and Weight Watchers where I was being just more mindful about my food. I had no idea about portions and I watched YouTube videos and I listened to podcasts at the time in mid 2020 when I first started this journey um, to really start to educate myself. And I was like, huh, it does seem like a science. It seems like an equation. Um, the pounds trickled off. I probably was losing two or three pounds a week just by being mindful and aware. Um, and I was like, this is great. And then I got to 200 pounds and I hit a strict plateau and I was at a consistent weight of 200 for probably two or three months. And that's when I realized that change requires change. One of my favorite quotes So I started looking at other diets because that was all I knew at the time. Um, And I found F-Factor, which is a fiber and protein focused diet um, with that is composed of three steps, steps one, two, and three. Step one is rapid weight loss, fat loss. Step two is moderate, meaning one pound a week of fat loss. And step three is maintenance. And um, I actually became really good friends and I'm very friendly with the owner, Tanya Zuckerbrot, who's been an amazing mentor to me. And she's so inspirational to me. Um, and having that like personal connection with her has really helped motivate me along my weight loss journey. And it successfully helped me lose the last 25 pounds. And now I'm around 175, 180 pounds. And I am losing fat, building muscle throughout this. And my weight's saying the same, which is exactly what I want. And I'm just so thankful for 
the patience, the discipline, good things don't come easy. <laughs> um, and it's a lot of hard work and self-care and respect that went into this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. hundred percent. And I think your journey is obviously so incredibly motivating to so many people. And like you said, I, I love that you touched on that. There's no one size fits all cookie cutter approach to these health journeys, because you're right. Everyone's bodies are so individual. Everyone's journey is going to look so different. Everyone's lifestyle is different. And one of the biggest things when you start this journey in, in or any health journey for that matter is that you have to do something that works with you, your lifestyle, not against it. Because if you try and morph to something that doesn't agree with you, you're going to go right back to where you started time and time again, which is when it's so easy to get stuck in those cycles of this diet back to the start, next diet, yep. back to the start, which is just exhausting physically and mentally. So if anyone listening is currently in that, I guess, cycle of trying different diets or they are in that hole of like they come home from work, they're just so exhausted, they are scrolling TikTok, Netflix, and they're like, I just want to start a health journey that's actually going to get me the results and I'm going to be able to sustain them. What would you recommend? Like where do they even begin? It's a mental shift. It is mm. all in your head. Um, and your mind is literally the most important part of your body. And that like mind body connection is so important. Um, what I will say, and I'll go back to my favorite quote, change requires change. And it was actually something that I don't know if I'm using the exact quote correctly, but it's what one of my soul cycle instructors, Sam Y, unstoppable Sam Y says in every one of his practices, his cycling classes, why are we expecting something to change if we are not changing ourselves in a sustainable and healthy and simple way. Health is simple. Losing body fat is simple. It's not easy. It's certainly not easy. But once you figure out that equation, that health with Hunter equation, um, it clicks. So what I will say is slow and steady wins the race. Think about how many times you have tried one of those fad diets, carnivore, keto, something that is not 100% sustainable for the rest of your life. You have to realize that what you do to lose weight is what you have to do to keep the weight off. It is the exact same thing. And it's just the unfortunate truth. And it's tough love. Today's Thursday. It's tough love Thursday. And <laughs> I will only speak the truth. And one of the things that my audience on my social media platforms and also my clients love about me is that I am very, very big on only supporting products that I believe in only supporting methodologies that I believe in. Mm -hmm. And that's why like I, my integrity matters so much to me because I want to be the purest and I want to be the most reliable and trustworthy source that they could find because I've been through it. It's a lot easier for some uh, someone to relate to a nutritionist or health coach or dietitian who was overweight at one point in their life and lost it and has kept it off than someone who has been naturally lean and strong genetically, genetic wise their whole life. Um, but my advice, find an accountability partner, find a coach, find a nutritionist or a dietitian to lead you through the way. Nutrition, I used to say it's 80% of it and exercise is 20%. Every single day. I mean, I learned so much more. I read books. I listen to podcasts like yours. And I learned that nutrition is really 90, 95% of it. And we are what we eat. And when you shift that focus from looking good and losing weight to feeling good, mm -hmm. the scale goes down or it adjusts accordingly as a byproduct. And I just want one more thing, all of you, you to think about how many diets have you tried that have backfired and resulted in you gaining weight, feeling disgusting or going back to your normal weight? 
think about all that time that you could have been working with a coach and actually incorporating small 1% changes every day to better your lifestyle. This is something mm-hmm. that I wish I knew. And I would, if I went back, I'm so grateful for it that like I had these apps like Weight Watchers and App Factor, but I definitely think that if I would have combined it all from the start and knew what I knew now, that's why I'm a coach to help people from the beginning or those who have been struggling, I would have done it the exact way that I preach it now, which is slow and steady and sustainable. Three S's. Oh, I love that. And absolutely. I always say to my clients, if you can't do it for a lifetime, don't do it for a day because there's literally no point. And the quote that you're saying, like, is one of my favorite quotes as well. If nothing changes, nothing changes. If you literally keep doing the same thing time and time again, you are literally just going to get, keep getting the same results. And when yeah. it comes to all of those fad diets, like, sure, they look sexy. It's like, woof, I'll give yeah. you like those quick results real fast, like amazing. And I get that like they're inviting, they like, they draw you in. You, It's marketing. It literally is. 90% of them are designed to fail. And I know so because, and when you talk about Weight Watchers, I actually used to work for Weight Watchers and I, <sighs> I know that they have like their messaging has changed over the years. I know that they're like starting to move towards a little bit of the mind, more mindfulness approach. Yes. But in saying that I literally witnessed time and time and time again, women or men coming in, dropping weight, being really restrictive. And then they would leave and then come back. And the fact that, you know, with Weight Watchers, you have to be a lifetime member. It, it screams almost red flags because like you should also. It's also how they really do, and I don't want to trash them because it did work for me and I was able to move on from it. But um, I also don't love it when companies like these diet companies really push for their own products to be used every day. Mm. And on top of that, when those ingredients are really just setting you back and making you feel worse. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A a lot of the time you're so much more better off going to the supermarket and buying like a chocolate bar, you know, same, same than the products that they sell. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. But I totally agree with you. Like the diets, they're sexy, but they're not going to get you the results. And it's always so important to think, well, if you start something sustainable now, like, okay, let's say it does take you 12 months. But in those 12 months, you have literally transformed yourself. You've literally transformed your life. But imagine if you are like, oh, that's too long. I'm just going to keep going from diet to diet to diet for the next 12 months. And in 12 months time, you're like, well, if I had started 12 months ago, I literally would be in a completely different place right now. Like it's hard to think of the long term, but guaranteed it will play out better for you in the long run. And I also want to say one more thing about that. And you made a great Mm. point there about like how many times people look back and they're like, if I started this a few months ago, I would have been ready for the summer. If I started this 12 months ago, I would have been down 80 pounds. And my advice, make a plan. That's why I am so such, I am such a big advocate of getting a coach or getting an accountability buddy because it is very hard to do it alone. Make a TikTok page and post your journey every single day, your struggles, Mm. your wins, those obstacles, those challenges, because Without a support system, it is going to be very, very difficult. And there are going to be times when you're going to need support. And there's going to be times when you're not going to get it because you don't have it. So Mm -hmm. that's why I even have group coaching. And I have two or three, I have three groups right now of six amazing people in each group. And having those group chats ready 
And whenever you're feeling the urge to overeat or you're not sure what to get at a, a restaurant and you could send that menu in advance and you just have that accountability for those wins when you have scale victories and non-scale victories, just having a group around you is so essential, especially people who have the same mindset as you and want to improve their health, whether that's losing weight, some people it's gaining weight, some people it's um, overcoming binge eating or late night eating, some people it's getting more water in. Everyone has a different goal, but as long as our goals are to, are the same to become a healthier version of ourselves so we can live a longer and healthier life, you, you need the support group with people like that. Mm, 100%. And I think that support group plays into so so many different parts of the journey right like when there's so much conflicting information out there between what diets you should be on or not be on or what you should what you're doing is right or it's wrong or even like the new shiny little objects that pop up they're like oh that's kind of interesting maybe i'll dive into that you have that it's always like an anchor for you to always come back to of well this is your community this is your support what are you what you're doing is working you just have to keep putting in the reps to get to that end point and obviously you have that constant support from like-minded people which i think is really powerful and on your journey did you experience any judgment from other people and if you did how did you deal with it or what do you recommend for people who sometimes do get you know those little comments that people can throw about because they have their own passion for health journeys did I experience judgment? <laughs> Probably every day. Not from the okay. not from the people, not from the people who really cared about me and really yeah. do care about me, like my family and my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not public. I wasn't public with my journey, like on social media, until I became a coach. Um, yeah. After I lost all the weight, but as far as like my circle, I mean, people get very triggered for some reason when you opt for no bread or you opt for a healthier option that's just simply lowering calories and is going to fill you up if not more the exact same amount at a restaurant and i cannot even begin to express how many times people have made disgusting comments and have told me that i have a disordered relationship with food when in fact i know that the other people have unhealthy relationships with food and it really goes back to something that um, Tanya Zuckerbrot, the founder of F Factor Nutrition says, hurt people hurt people. Mm. And if you really take a second to think about that quote, hurt people hurt people. The ones who are damaged inside, the ones who are missing something inside or just aren't getting something inside are the ones who are hurting others. And they're displaying their internal feelings on you. And mm-hmm. Believe it or not, if anything, now that I look back on it, it only motivated me more. Because when someone tells me, why are you swapping your side pasta for a side salad with dressing on the side? Are you disordered? I really just want to say, I feel so sorry that you feel that way. But in order to keep and maintain certain relationships with friends and people, I just keep my mouth shut because I know that if I have nothing nice to say, I definitely don't say it. And I've become such a nicer person while sharing my journey. And I've become such a less judgy person mm-hmm. along my health journey. And it's because I've seen what other people are going through by these comments. So have I received judgment and criticism? Yeah. And also while I'm posting online, I'm, I'm so thankful that my following has grown so much. And I, with a bigger following comes more trolls and 
I've learned to just not let it bother me. I mean, I just click that block button and you never have to see the people again. Yeah. And, you know, what you must be going through to think, have a thought, a negative thought about somebody, and then actually take action on that by typing it over the internet is, you know, it's sad, whatever they are going through. And I think it's really important to also recognize that everyone's journey is so different for their health. And for somebody, eating the cookie is what they need to do because that's actually their health journey. And for other people, not eating the cookie is what they need to do because that's their health journey. And you literally never know what's going on behind closed doors. You never know what somebody's truly going through. Like I know when I was going through my own health journey of like binge eating myself in the past, like nobody had any idea. I I didn't have like a stereotypical body for having disordered eating. Like, you know, I was studying nutrition. Everyone thought she's fine. But nobody ever knew. So when comments were thrown my way, it was like, you know, it hits because you're like, well, this is actually impacting me, but nobody knows. And this is why it's so important to never pass judgment or never pass comments unless you truly understand the situation at hand. People really, and I'm so sorry that you went through that. And I'm so proud that you're like using your past experiences as a occupation now and that you're helping others. And that's the exact that's the exact way to respond to something when you are faced with a challenge and you are helping others overcome that challenge. Whereas when we're going back to the judgment, I mean, hurt people hurt people. And mm-hmm. instead of going to get help and to stop being so judgy and critical, and when people have nothing nice to say, you just don't say it. They're just putting their pain on other people who are actually trying to better themselves. And I mean, there's so many things that we could touch on within the term diet culture, but but the biggest thing that I will say is there's so many movements going for it, going against it, and I really land somewhere in the middle because we both know that there are a ton of fat diets out there, but the idea of intuitive eating and eating anything whenever you want it, however much of it you want it, to me, it's certainly not the answer because a lot of people don't have self-control and they don't have control around food and to me, one of those foods that used to be a trigger food to me was like peanut butter. And I could have eaten an entire jar of peanut butter in one sitting. And there have been times when I've been so nauseous because I've eaten so much peanut butter at once. And as a health coach and comes with a lot of time and discipline and self-patience and pain, like it requires a lot of work to improve. And now, thankfully, um, I've become such a stronger person mentally where I'm able to incorporate and I have tactics and tools that I pass on to my clients and followers where I'm able to incorporate peanut butter or whatever that trigger food is from my client into my meals and not feel like I need to eat 10,000 calories of it right after. Um, So everyone's journey is different and yeah, hurt people, hurt people. Absolutely. And there's so many layers to the journey as well. And I always say to my clients is it's like an onion. And you start to peel back those layers and everyone's layers will be different. And you're like, oh my goodness, there is so much more underneath here than I even realize like subconscious thoughts or habitual patterns that have you, you have created in your life that you just didn't even recognize you were doing because it's like your body was on autopilot. Perfect example of one that I see play out time and time again for a lot of my clients is they come home from work and they're just like straight to the cupboards because it's it's routine, it's habit, it's a form of comfort yeah. and release for them. And they don't even recognize mm-hmm. they've done it until they, like later in the day, they're like, oh, you know, that's funny that I did that. And this kind of goes back and it circles back to that talk about being prepared and saying that yeah. you don't have time because 
one of the things that I've realized, I work right where I'm doing this podcast at my desk when I work from home, when I'm not in the office. And the amount of times that I just get that urge to go grab mm-hmm. something to eat, when I am prepared with fresh fruits, fresh lean proteins and vegetables in my fridge, it is a lot easier for me to make a more mindful decision than when I just have my pantry of potato chips and crackers and peanut butter. And knowing that I have things like sugar snap peas and crudite and berries and bananas in my fridge that I could always go to those and grab it and walk away. It is such a important tactic that I use for clients who are on weight loss journeys or not, who just want to improve their relationship with food. Um, and I practice what I preach, you know, and having that prepared at all times, 24 seven, is something that's helped me in those situations. And one of the things that I will say, just going off of your point to busy professionals is you need the time to prepare. If it takes 15 minutes, you could place an Instacart order on the train or ride home from work. Um, you could spend five minutes during your lunch break, placing a grocery delivery order. You could even get things from, from places like Thrive Market or Fresh Direct or Amazon. Um, and you have so many healthy options available for you. So preparation is key and making sure you have a stocked fridge and freezer and pantry with nutrient dense options is essential, essential. Mm-hmm. Do something today that your future self is going to thank you for. I cannot tell you how many times it's got to the weekend and I've been like, oh, I can't think of anything worse than going to the supermarket I also, and doing a big shop. Yeah, I also want to say, going back to that idea of how money and food are related, Yeah, you have no idea how much money, time, yes, and calories you will save by eating your foods at home. You can make the most delicious penne alla vodka at home. And it could be 400, 500 calories. It could even be less. But when you go to a restaurant, you're guaranteed to get a pasta dish that is at least a thousand calories. Mm -hmm. So going back to the idea of just having your, having your pantry and your food at home prepared, not even prepared cooked, but just having a plan going into the day of how you want your meals to go and thinking about thinking ahead and thinking about what you're going to be eating at your meals. It's so important. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. And again, like everybody's going to be so different when it comes to the planning. For some people, they need, you know, a little bit less planning. They just need the food there, easy to grab. And for other people, they need more of a structure around that as well. So I guess more talking about the disordered eating and unhealthy relationship with food side of it. How do you go about achieving these goals and actually still having a healthy relationship with food? Because for a lot of people, and I know definitely in the diet culture where things have been very restrictive that you can lose the weight and you can actually come out the other side with an unhealthy relationship with food. So when you say, do you mean like when people begin a fad diet and then they leave the fad diet with an even unhealthier relationship with food? Yeah. Or more about like your approach to losing weight and actually still having a healthy relationship with yourself and with food. A hundred percent. So one of the things that works with some of my clients, remember bio-individuality, no one's plan is the exact same. Um, some people are vegan. Some people prefer to eat low carb. Some people prefer to eat, you know, everyone has a different methodology of eating. Um, what I will say is the way that I work with my one-on-one clients is different than group because they get a lot more personalized and individual attention. And 
everyone's needs are different. But what I will say is for 90% of my clients who have not had a dis- an eating disorder or disordered eating in the past and just mm-hmm. want to come with me to develop a either healthier relationship with food, learn about how to build more balanced meals to keep them full and satiated and satisfied for longer, or to just, I can't give a meal plan because I'm not a dietitian, but to just get some meal ideas and build their own quote unquote menu. I call it a H with H, Health with Hunter menu, where you have four or five options that you could always turn to when you're mm-hmm. home. And you could always have four or five breakfast, lunch, afternoon snack, dinner, dessert options that you could go into that fit into your quote unquote plan. Um, So what I will say is so many people demonize and think so negatively about calorie counting apps like MyFitnessPal and lose it. The way that I like to say it to my clients is it represents food freedom to me with structure. I, I promote structure with flexibility, meaning as long as your calories and your protein and your fiber are in check, one, I don't care about your carbs and fats. But what I do care about is that you're fitting in the foods that you really want into your budget of calories in a healthy way, in a portioned, in a mindful way. I always say, if you're craving an Oreo cookie, don't go eating the the diet, zero calorie cookies that are full of junk and preservatives just go for the Oreo cookie, have one, walk away, eat it, and you will not think about it again because you're going straight to the point and you're fitting it into your day. Um, so I say to my clients, I want you to prioritize protein, prioritize the things like non-starchy veggies and berries. I don't tell my clients that they need to track a singular vegetable, a non-starchy vegetable, because to me, those foods are what fill you up for the fewest amount of calories and they're packed with vitamins and nutrients, and you never want to restrict vegetables. Um, So I always say eat a lot of those, incorporate them into all of your meals, because especially for those clients who like eating a lot of food, like me, a a volume eater, um, vegetables are the way to go, and berries. So I say that all foods can fit in a well-balanced diet, and to really think about that 80-20 mentality, where 80% of the time you're eating foods that are beneficial for you that are putting you forward and helping you along your weight loss journey. And 20% of the time, you're including foods either when you're dining out because you never know what's really in them, or you're including things like alcohol if you like to drink in a mindful way and a safe way, or you're including things like ice cream and desserts and treats where you're totally allowed to have that because you only live once and all foods (laughs) fit in a well-balanced diet and just because you're drinking alcohol or just because you're having a chip witch or an Oreo cookie, you could totally lose weight with those. It's all about mm. just those calories and protein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I guess for everybody, it, it comes from a different place, right? Like I've worked with clients who for them, they had to stop the calorie counting because it was controlling and obsessive and yeah. it was creating unhealthy relationship food. And I've worked with people who calorie counting has actually helped them to recover. So yeah. I think this goes back to what you were saying before, if it's so important to also turn into yourself and be like, okay, well, it doesn't actually matter what everybody else is doing, but what is going to work for me individually on this approach? A thousand percent. And that's why I always have a 15 minute consult, a free consult with clients before I take them on as clients to hear about their relationship with food, their weight, their exercise, their health as a whole, see what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them in the past. And that's why I said 90% of my clients usually use the calorie apps um, because the only way to lose body fat is to be in a calorie deficit, which is totally possible um, without counting calories. But Mm -hmm. 
sometimes people just really are turned off by the apps and it's completely fine. We'll work around it. And I teach them how to build balanced meals just by looking at a plate and building a balanced plate. Mm, Absolutely. And I guess as well for some people, the calorie counting would also make sure that they're not going too far the other way because it would be very easy to be like, well, I'll just, you know, restrict a little bit more to get fast results. And it's only going to do so much more harm than any good. And another thing that I've realized is another food or another kitchen appliance that really has been demonized has been a food scale. And to me, there's no difference between a food scale and a measuring cup. But for some reason, food scales, especially in America, have been, it's been a trigger for some people. And I use it as a tool to be mindful because you never know how much eight ounces of steak is until you actually measure it. You never know how much one serving of yogurt is until you measure it once. And after a while, for my clients who are with me for three, six or more months, they don't need to track their food anymore because they know what meals work for them. They know the portion sizes based on eyeballing it um, and how much it just feels. Like they know how to build the Help with Hunter yogurt bowl or make a protein packed and nutrient dense smoothie um, just by taking the ingredients out of a bag and they don't need to measure it anymore. So there is something about weighing your foods in grams or ounces or fluid ounces, whatever, at the beginning, whereas they become so accustomed to it and understand portions just a few weeks after that, that they're able to do it without any appliances in the kitchen. Mm, Yeah, for sure. And so for people who have been on the journey and motivation maybe is starting to dip because motivation comes and goes for everyone, what is your advice to keep that discipline going so they can still achieve the goals that they want to achieve? Great question. So motivation is going to be there 5% of the time. Discipline is needed the other 95% of the time. This morning, do you think I wanted to wake up and do leg day at the gym? Absolutely not. Do you think I just wanted to snooze my alarm and set it for 9am? Absolutely yes. So you really need to realize that the only person stopping you from getting in your aesthetic, mental, physical, emotional, and reaching those goals is you. Mm-hmm. The only person getting in the way from you and the person you want to be health-wise is you. Mm-hmm. There's no other person getting in the way. You don't even need access to a gym. You don't need access to anything. All you need to know is the right people to follow, the right exercises that you should and can be doing, I always say exercise is extra credit. You don't need access to a gym. And that discipline is essential in order to see progress. Mm-hmm. 100%. And the discipline that you can actually start to put in place for your health journey, it honestly has the biggest ripple effect into the discipline in all other areas of your life, in your career, in your friendships, in your relationships. Like it really strengthens that part of your brain that allows you to constantly show up. And one tip that's really helped me with my discipline, not as much motivation because you can't control your motivation. It comes (laughs) and goes, as you said, time blocking has been something that's been so incredibly important for me. I strive off of structure. Structure Mm -hmm. for me is something that is so essential to me that on my work calendar, if I have a client at 9 p.m., I'll put on my work calendar, like the client's name at 9 p.m., just because like I like having everything in one spot. And I'll also do it in my Google calendar, my personal calendar. Um, 
And especially having a full-time job while also being a nutrition and health coach, structure is so important. And mm. that's why I have a five to nine, a nine to five, and then the nine to, and then the five to nine again. So I am not always 5 a.m. I don't always wake up at 5 a.m., you know. <laughs> but um, what I'm trying to say is I strive off of busyness and structure. So time yeah. blocking your workouts, time blocking your meals, time blocking time to take a 20-minute break from the workday to go on a walk, time blocking anything. Everyone's different. Time blocking things, um, your walk to the gym time blocking self-care time. It's just something that has worked for me that works for a lot of my clients where you're building things into your day and you are building out the roadmap to succeed. You're planning ahead. You're figuring out what meals are going to help you succeed. What's your main protein source? What's your fiber-filled carb? What's your healthy fat source in your lunch? Um, Just every single bit and detail that you can block off and prepare emotion, prepare ahead of time will help you get to the next level. Mm. And schedule them in with importance because if it's a doctor's appointment, you're there, you show up, no excuses. Whereas if you're like, okay, I'm going to do some meal prep today, it's so easy for then you to just override that. Netflix sounds so much better right now. So if yeah. you can schedule that in with the same sort of importance of like, well, I need a shot because at the end of the day, like your health yeah. literally is absolutely everything. And going back to what you were saying, bioindividuality is it is so incredibly important. Not only health, some people like I don't watch Netflix. I don't really watch TV. I really I, I can't remember the last time I've just been watching TV. I have a TV in my room, but I just don't watch it. Like it's not mm-hmm. something that I like. But you know what I do like? Scrolling on Instagram, scrolling on Twitter, scrolling on TikTok. Some people love online shopping. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have social media. Everyone has their own vice. And finding the balance of that with finding something that is going to actually improve yourself, like exercising, going on a walk, FaceTiming or catching up with a friend. It's so important. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Now, I have some quick fire questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. First off, what is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up? The first thing I must do every morning to set my day up right is a new health trend that I've been doing that I'm obsessed with is tongue scraping. It sounds disgusting. (laughs) It's a $5 tool that you can get on Amazon. And I really want you and everyone else listening. If you are listening to this, please get a tongue scraper. Um, Will you link it if I send you the link in the description? What are the benefits meant to be from it? It is the best tool that I have used all you do is it is a tongue scraper and you put it on your tongue and it might sound gross but it Mm -hmm. takes away all the white plaque and bacteria that builds up overnight so not Mm -hmm. only does it is it healthy for you because you're getting rid of all the bad bacteria that's just sitting and brewing in your mouth all night but it's also helping you with your breath throughout the day and it also helps you just feel so refreshed and good right after it. And I just feel so good after three or four times of doing it. You feel so clean. And it's the best way to start your day the right way. It might sound gross, but <laughs> I want it to be the biggest trend. And I found it from another health coach that I follow and yeah. I'm friends with. And I will never go back. My whole family, I'm getting them hooked on it. And it is going to be epic. 
Wow, that is just not the answer that I expected, but I'm going to have to look into these tongue scrapers. A hundred percent. That's hilarious. And secondly, what is one thing that everyone can do, can, everyone can do every day just to improve their life? Start time blocking and start thinking mm -hmm. about who your accountability partner could be. Is it a coach? Is it a dietitian? Is it a nutritionist? Is it your best friend? Is it your boyfriend, your girlfriend, husband, wife? Find someone who is on the same journey as you because it is a lot easier to do it with someone else. Love it. What is your favorite quote and why? I think I said it a few times. Change requires change. Focus on getting 1% better every day. Don't mm -hmm. go from zero to 100, especially with your health. It is never going to work. Slow and steady wins the race, but change requires change. And one more quote from my soul cycle instructor, Sam Y. In order to go through it, you have to grow through it. In order to grow through it, you have to go through it. So in order to surpass something and get to the next level, you have to challenge yourself and actually go through it. Yeah, you have to eat the frogs or go through the shit. Like you have to, yeah. nothing good comes easy, 100%. 100%. Mm -hmm. So one question that I love to ask all my podcast guests is in the distant future, when you are looking back at your life, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or one thing that you'll actually be most proud of? And this could be something that you've actually already done, or it could also be something that you are planning to do in the future. I love this question. And one thing that I will say is I used to be the most timid and shy speaker in public. I used to sweat at parties. I used to be so scared to speak up in a room with anyone. I used to sweat. I used to just get so scared. It took so much to actually start my health account on Instagram that led to TikTok that looking back on it, if you would have told me that I would post a shirtless picture two years ago, I would have said, I will bet you a million dollars I would never do that. So the biggest thing that I'm most proud of is starting Health with Hunter and starting my account to inspire and motivate others and help others reach their health and fitness goals. Because I can't imagine... I'm so grateful for on Instagram and TikTok and just being such a leader in the health field because I know the route and the route, whichever one you want to say, the route route that America is going down and it's very unfortunate and we are just getting sicker and we're getting more tired and we're getting more obese and it's mm -hmm. really, really sad and I really want to be an advocate for a reverse in that and I want to make a 180 and I really want to make a dent. And just knowing that there's such a great, close community of nutritionists, health coaches, dietitians with similar views and places like the Institute for Integrative Nutrition um, that I'm definitely a part of trying to make a change. Once again, change requires change. It's so important to me and it, 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 it just makes me feel so good that I'm helping other people. And the best investment that you can ever make in your life is back into yourself. Because as you said so much earlier today, like your body is the temple. It's the one body that you have got to live this yeah. one shot at life. We don't get a take two at this. This is it. Yeah. And so you need to make sure that you are living the healthiest life that you can and that you are that most confident and best version of yourself. And to get there, you have to invest in yourself to make the improvements.
100%. Health made simple. Everyone's journey is different. Bioindividuality. And once again, what's my number one tip? It probably changes every week. But right now, my number one tip is to find someone who will do the journey with you. I love it. Oh, it's been so good chatting with you, Hunter. Do you want to tell the audience what you have coming up, if you have anything exciting in life or where the listeners can actually even find you? So you could find me on Instagram or TikTok. My username is the same on both. It is at healthwithhunter. And where did that username come up from? Come from? I just thought of it one day. I was trying to think (laughs) of something funny and something that rhymes and it was it was it just flew well um it rolled off the tip of my tongue but what is coming up i mean i've been so busy with my one-on-one clients my group clients i actually have a few couple clients and product couple meaning like a boyfriend and a girlfriend or a husband and a wife or just two best friends i have a few groups um and i also have groups if you're interested in coaching interested in a one-on-one call, um, I definitely recommend scheduling and joining my wait list in the link in my bio on Instagram or TikTok. Um, and just getting your name on the list and joining the Help with Hunter community because who knows what's going to come in the next few months. Never know. And also I feel like one of the hardest things is taking that first step. So even by just, you know, clicking the link, putting your name down, you're, you're in it. Like, I always say to my clients, the first time I meet with them in a group or one-on-one or two-on-one setting, you did the hardest part, you signed up. Yeah, 100%. And I will put all of the links to everything in the show notes as well for easy access, including the tongue scraper so everybody can go in, suss it out. Oh my God, it's going to change your life. I'm going to text it to you right after this. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything that you have with us, Hunter. It's been absolutely amazing. Michaela, thank you so much for having me and I cannot wait to listen and stay in touch. What a fabulous episode with Hunter that was. I think it's really important to shine light on the fact that everyone's journeys are going to be so incredibly different. Everyone is going to be at a completely different part of their journey and we really need to approach everything with that self-compassion and Again, you never know what's going on behind closed doors with somebody else and their own individual health journey, but that was just absolutely amazing. I would love to hear from all of you as always. I love it when we connect. So if you have any questions or I'd also love to hear your favorite part about today's podcast episode, just head over to my Instagram, which is KJ Wellness with three S's and send me through a DM. I love chatting with you all, but I hope that you were all enjoy the rest of the day or the night whenever you're listening to this and I will chat with you in the next episode very soon. Bye.